Phi alumnae. My name is Randy Jang, and I am the new professional development manager on the National Alumni Board. I am so excited to be your new host for Katie Phi Cast. I hope to continue to bring a broad range of interesting topics you have enjoyed thus far. For today's episode, we will be just discussing life beyond the books. I know that it can be daunting to graduate and it is probably feeling even more intimidating, especially during these uncertain times. Not only does this segment extend to recent graduates, but also to those of us who may feel we are not accomplishing what brings us the most joy. Life beyond college gives us so many experiences, and I hope in today's episode you will feel encouraged, perhaps share a few laughs with us, and always know you have an entire network of sisters who want to connect, share experiences, and grow with you. Hi, my name is Christine Ramos. I graduated um, FSU 2008 and crossed spring 2006. And currently I'm a design engineer for Boeing in Cape Canaveral, Florida with Space Launch System, which is the rocket going to Mars. Wow, so hard to follow right after. (laughs) But um, Well, hi, my name is Alexa Aquino. I am from the Florida State Associate Chapter. Uh, I crossed spring 2008 and graduated December 2010 with a degree in English literature. And I am currently the regional marketing manager uh, for the Central Florida and North Florida region for a small construction management firm. Awesome. Well, I'm really glad to have you ladies here today. And um, I'll let Christine start with our uh, topic of theme, life beyond college. Setting the stage, I've gotten so many... um you know, feedback from a lot of our younger sisters. Um, of course, I've graduated way, 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 way um, in the past. But, I, you ago. know, people ask me <laughs> eons ago, people sit there and ask me, you know, what was it like post-college? Um, they see me and they see that it was really easy. But they don't realize when I graduated, it was during the Great Recession. It was the crisis of the financial crisis of 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I couldn't find a job. I think it took me about six months finding a job. And I know I'll, with the current economy right now and the current events going on right now, it is probably just as hard or even harder to find a job. And a lot of sisters are are ashamed of graduating. Um, they're alone. They, they feel that, you know, me being a smart, outgoing person uh, graduating with a great degree it should be easy to find a job but but it's not and and, and it's okay um to feel that way everyone's kind of going through it Mm -hmm. definitely um yeah for sure I guess it's just hard because when we're in college you know we're in that pseudo reality you know we really Mm -hmm. um, are you know we have that entitlement of being exempt from you know, medical and insurance and real responsibilities except school, right? Focusing on school. Right. And and now we have to go and find a job and there's just nothing available. We're trying hard. We're trying to find (laughs) um, an interview, but you have this much experience. You know, all those memes that you see, it's like, you know, just for an entry-level job, you have to have 10 years of experience and (laughs) (laughs) all of the skills. Yeah. But I, I think another thing too, Christine, is that like, I think, when you're when you're in undergrad it's like 
there's this there the structure of I think academia is like pick a path you know you're slowly as you're working through undergrad you're you're narrowing down your path and then you get to graduation you've chosen something and now we're we're in a situation and you were in a situation where it's like many were didn't have a plan B you know they had thought like I'm gonna be X you know and then coming out of college there are no jobs for X. So right. now you're left in this limbo and, you know, there are creeping hashtag adulting things like loans and, and having your own insurance and, and all this stuff now and, and car payments and you just don't know what to do. So, right. Um, and then, you know, they're kicking you out of school. You right. have nowhere to go now. You have no next step. And so you move back home, which is fine. You know, people are like, well, now, you know, I have this great degree, you know, mm -hmm. um, I should be just getting that job. Uh, I see a lot of my other, you know, peers getting that job, but here I am um, back at stage one. Oh, and for, sure. for a lot of people, it's super embarrassing, but you know, I, I want, I want our sisters to understand that um, a lot of us go through it. Um, you know, we do have very lucky sisters who get a job, but the majority of us really struggle to find that that position and whether it's whether they you know it's something for a fit for them or there's just nothing in their field I know mm -hmm. for me I could not find anything I I graduated with a chemical engineering degree and I just did not want to go into medical pharmaceutical it was like basically everything that a chemical engineer could do um but I still applied for those jobs and still could not find anything I think I applied to gosh I was applying to jobs from and I'm from Florida mm -hmm. California, Ohio, New York, um, Australia, for goodness sake. And I could just could not find a job. Um, and I was applying maybe 10 to 15 jobs a week, interviewing the same amount in the week and could not find that job. So um, it's, it's discouraging. It's hard. Um, it's probably even harder now. But um, I think uh, what makes a lot of us who do get find that job, um, what helps is being very open. Um, just being open to any possibility that your 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 job or your degree can can be applied to, right? So I'm a chemical engineer. I did not realize I could apply to aerospace. Who knew? All right. Oh, for sure. Now you're <laughs> yeah. now you're a rocket scientist slash engineer. I love saying yeah. that out to other people. By the way, it's just like a fun like party line. So hey, I have a friend who's a rocket scientist. Yeah, don't think you had one of those, right? You know what? And I, honestly, I can tell people, my dude, apply your um, degree to aerospace. You don't, people think it's just engineering. I'm like, nah, like, For trust sure. me, I am not mechanically inclined structurally, but I learned. I think that degree does say, hey, I can learn. Mm -hmm. um, I graduated. I have that capability. I'm going enough to, to do all these things. I can apply it to anything if you just give me a chance. Um, right. For example, Don Don, Don Don could not find a job for um, Don Don is one of our. I was just going to say about, you know, like Don Don's position as, you know, her graduating as a civil engineer. And, you know, every now and then we talk about it, about, you know, those the hashtag struggle. Right. You know, um, yeah. coming out during that time, she graduated just the semester before me in spring 2010. And um, she spent two years trying to find an engineering job in South Florida. Right. You know, she um, had the PE, she had the, the grades. She graduated um, cum laude, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. You know what yeah. I mean? So those type of honors too. I mean, it's every, if you ever just, everyone has to remember, sisters have to remember that, you know, they're, 
wherever they are is not the only college that's, you know, has a graduating class. There's 50 states with copious amounts of universities and colleges of um, incoming or upcoming graduates, you know, that are in their same pool. You know what I mean? So they are definitely not alone. They should never feel ashamed for, you know, this, the environment and the climate that's, that we're currently in right now. That's, that is unfortunate. And um, that, and definitely that there are sisters that are just what X amount of years before them have gone, have already gone through this as well. So, yeah. So, um, so what are some things that you think when you were graduating um, and I was actually in the same boat uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do during Mm -hmm. uh, the 2007 crisis. So what are some things that you thought were so serious at that time and you were freaking out about that now when you look back on if you could give advice to yourself you would say it's really not that serious you know um (laughs) but life will keep going you know what are some things that you guys think uh either newly graduating or perhaps graduation is looming that you guys would might want to uh give advice about Okay, I, I could start this one. So mm-hmm. no, you guys knowing me, um, I'm a very, I mean, I still keep to this day a planner and I carry it with me when even <laughs> if you go to the club. I am very, very structured. I need um, to have an entire plan. And I think back in the day when I was graduating, thinking that I had to have, okay, this is the next step. This is the next stage of my life. Um, being that like, that strict with myself and not giving me enough slack really like when I look back and I'm like, gosh, I really took it too seriously. Um, <laughs> really <laughs> so stressed about it. Yeah. Like, okay, I got, I need to get the job. Once I get the job, I need to get married. And once I get married, I need to go and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, life just, you know, throws you all of these curveballs. It, it, looking back at it now, it's like, Oh, that was really silly to, to freak out about having to go to the next, you know, step what society dictates the next step in life um everyone's path is different um, right yeah and you know life is never going to go as planned never 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 going to go as planned I think um looking back at it now like really to to be very just open if I could tell myself right now it's like Christine just be open to every possibility be open to what you consider a setback because it wasn't a setback um you know um, if I was more open, yeah. I think not stress stressing as much. I think I would have gotten less acne and less weight. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was just it was just silly to think that I had to be at a certain a certain place in, in a certain point of my life, and, and and that's not the case. Look around you now that I'm moving to different states, looking at different you know different people and different lives. Everyone start and you know and end their chapters differently. So. Yeah, that's, for- that's good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Andy. No, I was going to say that's definitely good advice. I know that a lot of um, a lot of uh, personalities that may be more controlling. I am one of them. You know, you have your planner and you have the hourly outline of your life. And, you know, sometimes as you get older, you're like, OK, I don't need to map out every 15 minutes. You know, I don't need to be on the ball every 15 minutes it's okay if you know this next hour nothing is getting accomplished so I think that's um really great and especially being open I think um those are definitely good points to 
to um, share. Right, and I, it's good to have like a path in life. Like you know, you want to sure. know where you're gonna go. But it if things aren't going directly your plan, you know, if you're going instead of straight, you're go- you're taking that curvy path. That's okay, you know. Yeah, um, you can still make it to that destination. For for me, what I would say is yeah, like just to kind of go off what Christine's saying, like that that sense of flexibility and um I'm not gonna lie you know one thing for me was being resort resourceful um you know I think if there was one thing I I would tell myself um my my undergraduate self was to have maybe taken a bit more advantage of the resources within campus I know there were a lot of like professional um like career centers or yeah career centers and whatnot to kind of you know, maybe try to figure out a path or to figure out my strengths. That was one thing, figure out my strengths and weaknesses as um, an individual, you know, leading towards a profession and whatnot. Um, That's one thing I probably wanted to identify while I was in undergrad. Um, And then other resources as well as, you know, we have one, all three, all three of us together as being a part of a sorority. And I bet some of our other sorority sisters are also part of other organizations, um, other clubs and whatnot, um, where they hopefully, you know, built really great mm-hmm. friendships. I know I definitely built um, some great friendships outside of KDFI and of course within KDFI. Um, and so for me, you know, long lasting friendships, not only do they, they, you take, you take them outside of college, you know, they, they go with you, um, but you never know how you'll reconnect with them again. And um, I know for me, yeah, that's definitely important. Yeah, that was really important because, um, you know, honestly, and I told this to to Randy in a past conversation, but some of my closest KD5 sisters, I actually didn't even attend undergrad with, you know, they were just, you know, they were older than me. Um, But, you know, (laughs) yes, yes, mother, you, (laughs) but um, (laughs) what you call it, you know, it does help that. So, you know, just even reconnect with some that you, you discover in your, your hometown. Like for me, I, I was, you know, very, I guess, blessed to have a good alumni, um, uh, I guess, volume in, in Orlando where I reside now. Um, and so, you know, I kept some really great friends that, you know, I've, I've been to weddings and, and baby showers and whatnot. Um, but I will say that some of those friendships even led to um, starting off my career path right? You know, again, if there's anyone who knows flexibility, <laughs> it's me in my career. <laughs> um, as, you know, starting off with English Lit in the middle of a recession, maybe wasn't the strongest, you know what I mean? But um, one of my friendships led me to starting off on, on a corporate end with Walgreens. Um, so, you know, yeah, I would just say between flexibility and, you know, um, being resourceful and being aware of, you know, what... Um, what I guess uh different programs you may have within your your campus and whatnot so so um these are all excellent points uh some of the things you know you don't even think about uh as you go through those stages of life so it's nice to think back and reflect because all three of us can't were you know during the uh, recession we're trying to figure out you know mm-hmm. what are we going to do and I think some of our parents may have lost their jobs during this time so it was very uh very mm-hmm. scary so you know there's a lot of empathy going understanding what's uh happening with our sisters um right now if they're thinking about graduation or graduation is looming so I think those are all great points um what are some things that perhaps uh Katie Phi has 
did to prepare you for it? Like how, how can, um, how can they leverage? I know for myself, I really didn't have that much time besides being a part of Katie Pye and trying to get great grades in school. So, so what, are, what are some things that perhaps for those graduating seniors, you know, what, what, what can they do and really reflect to think about how Katie Pye has helped them or what can they do perhaps in interviews? You know, what do you guys think that active life really prepares you for, or, or, you know, whatever that Katie Pye has um, offered. Cause I know that, um, in my experience, it's been really great, but, you know, specifically, do you guys have any interesting stories or tips or advice, you know, they can think about and really reflect? Um, um, that's I'll, hard. I'll go for this one. Um, well, okay. So, you know, my, my career right now is in marketing. And so we, what we have to do within the construction management uh, industry and engineering, um, it, you, you do a lot of networking, right? Because that's how you're going to, you know, build teams and relationships and to hopefully win work <laughs> when you're competing and whatnot. Um, so for me, you know, I mean, public speaking <laughs> and yeah. networking, yeah. And social organizations yes. like Katie Fi is, is yes. honestly was really valuable for me because, you know, having to go to different um, non-Greek organizations and um, have to publicize an event or community service that, you know, our chapter was doing, um, sometimes I may be the only rep- representative or sometimes there'll be two or three of us and I'll usually end up speaking <laughs> on behalf of us. So, um, you know, that that's yes. not easy. You know, that yes. is not fun. And even though that already puts you speaking in front of like maybe 20 to 50 or more people, but building that confidence to therefore now speak in front of an interviewer. um, I feel like you're already a step ahead amongst people that maybe have not been put in that environment a lot. So um, for me that, you know, helped a little bit with confidence um, that just again, helped again with public speaking in front of people. Um, But I would say that and, uh, you know, you can't help, but especially for our chapter, right? We were, I love to say this all the time during my undergraduate years, we were an active chapter of eight and a half people. <laughs> yeah. It's a very small chapter. Okay. Where you wear multiple hats um, and have multiple responsibilities. Um, but then it also forces you to learn how to work with a team even more. Um, right. I think in any environment, you're usually going to be in a department or you may be leading a department. Um, so getting that flip-flop of how it is to be a leader while being a team, um, a team member and being successful at the end of the day, um, that was one thing I definitely got out of, you know, my undergraduate years with Katie Fi. Um, but yeah, I guess that is an excellent point. Yeah. I really hope people listen to that because that's like that, that is an answer an interviewer would like to hear (laughs) is that I can do multiple, like, you know, wear multiple hats. Uh, I can flip between how many jobs and I still can be a team player. Good job, Alexa. Like yeah, that. that's, oh that's so much. excellent. <laughs> Thank you guys. I, I, I promise <laughs> I graduated. This is great. Oh my God. So, but, um, yeah. Um, what were some challenges that Katie Fi Active Life might have presented to you? Or what are some challenges that perhaps um, people can use in inter- like overcoming certain things besides just having, you know, what about? working with um different types of sisters right um do Mm -hmm. do you do you think that (laughs) that might have prepared you for so my in my career I'm by myself quite a lot so uh (laughs) 
I, I don't really get to, um, I guess, network quite as often. I, I do see students a lot, but uh, for peers, you know, you're kind of by yourself in your office doing your work. So um, it'd be great to hear from people, you know, it seems like you guys have teams to manage and work with, you know, how, how about um, besides just public speaking, like what else do you think that um, Katie Phi Active Life might've helped with well, beyond just networking? I think communication, um, and mm-hmm. it goes off of um, what Alexa's saying on how KD5 prepared them for the real world. Like, um, communication is, is such an important trait. And I will tell every single sister going into an interview what is um, the best trait that you learn from an organization like KD5 or, you know, any diversity or um, any organization that you're, you're involved with communication, because you are talking to so many different people. Everyone has a different language. Every organization has a different language. And if you are able to communicate within those organizations, with those people um, in different situations, with different types of personalities, then you are a shoe in to working in any environment. For Um, sure. The corporate world and the engineering world, for example, just in engineering alone, we have different languages in um, and electrical and mechanical and chemical and um, as an engineer that is involved with all of them if I can communicate within all of those languages you know mm-hmm. one problem then we, we can all be successful and I think um, that's a big thing that you learn um, and you overcome as an undergraduate being so young going through school right. um, and then still having <laughs> to communicate with your sisters and other MGC members, uh, multicultural members. Um, national then, board. National board, yeah. Um, and it really teach you professionalism too because you have right. to have some sort of etiquette when you communicate. Oh, yes. Um, and to get your, your message across. And, and you learn that in KD5. I think that was a struggle in the beginning because, you know, you're still learning. You have to learn that business side um, to the organization. Mm-hmm. But once you learn it, um, it's easy translatable to the workplace, the corporate place, to post-graduating. Yeah, yes, no, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't really expand too much. I mean, I, I feel like Christine definitely just like... Uh, Nailed it. Nailed, yeah, hit the nail on the head. I mean, for sure. I One thing that I even stress like in my own job is that, you know, I always, for me, it's important that everyone's, I use the term or the phrase being on the same page and I think that was one thing in Katie Fi that you know you learn gradually through undergrad is learning that you know everyone in the executive board is on the same page as the rest of the chapter and that you know the message is flown across you know is spread across um to the whole chapter and whatnot and then of course if you were to um if there's a message that you needed to bring across to again to MGC to the multicultural Greek organizations or um just to the rest of the student body but for sure, being on the same page is, is, I think, key, at least for me, that I got out of it. So. so we've talked about, we've touched on topics, how it's okay um, to feel nervous and worried. And, you know, sometimes if things don't work out, um, not, to, not to freak out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, are, what are some things that even, even now in our lives that we might do to kind of de-stress, kind of, you know, uh, what are some things to help help from not maybe falling into that downward spiral you know we we tell them it's okay but sometimes you know without coping mechanisms or you know reaching out you know what what did you guys do to not fall into that downward spiral um okay so for me uh falling into the down man 
uh, I think I was just open. I had to, to really open myself. So, um, one staying off social media, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm doing this and that and this and that. And you're kind of like in that rut, like, well, dang, I'm not doing anything. Um, that's excellent advice. Yeah. Social media can really, um, skew, uh, reality and but you know everyone has a different story you know you can be happy for everybody but recognize that everyone struggles everyone has a story but I think is to be in the moment right um and just again be flexible and be open um just so you don't go down that that path and and also um really recognize how hard you're working you know give yourself some slack Um, really be easy on yourself. You know, I, like I said, I was applying for like 15 jobs a week. I was um, getting these interviews, you know, yeah. and applications and are not fun, back. by the way. They're, like, yeah, they are hard. <laughs> applications are like seven to nine pages. And then now, of course, everything's electronic. So the and then the interview in front of the screen. Yeah. Four, four interviews long, like, you know, and, you know, they're either flying you or they're, they're doing something crazy. They want to, mm-hmm. they want you to do it up. Uh, a video interview and then jump through mm-hmm. who I don't know. So um I think really is uh one stay off social media. Uh, be in the moment of yourself. Yeah. You know, really be in the moment and, and set yourself goals because really like, you know, um if you don't see anything tangible, like for example, when I was doing all those interviews, I was kind of writing it down to show, look, I'm not sitting on my butt not doing anything. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm working to the best of my ability. This is what I've done this week. I should give myself credit. We're doing mm-hmm. right many interviews looking into you know digging oil in australia i'm being open to the possibility i'm not closing it off because i think you know when we kind of close-minded we close a lot of possibilities out but um just to give yourself some slack really mm-hmm. right That's for me it was like also to i mean it's very it sounds very cliche but honestly kind of having building your own sort of support system Um, Again, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned, um, I was just very grateful enough to have a good amount of uh, sorority sisters here within the Orlando area by the time I moved back, which is obviously what my choice was at that time due to um, uh, jobs and and what was out there. So um, I moved back and, you know, it was great being surrounded by um, all these other professional women, but who were just like understanding. And it's, you know, again, Katie Fye, you know, we, we preached love and friendship and I really I personally felt it because you know they were just understanding that you know they were you were just coming out or I was just coming out um from school and you know it's like we had each other's back you know what I mean and I I pay that forward now when I hear of um another sorority sister that um is maybe wanting to change professions or change career paths and um, if there's a way I can help out, um, I definitely like to reach out, you know what I mean? One, because we're just friends on a ground level. But then two, again, it's like a, that what that friendship kind of brought on, you know, so I, I don't know, I never felt like, you know, there was that like adulting kind of pressure to like, crap, I need to find a job, I need to, you know, XYZ, like the rest of my life needs to, you know, keep moving now that I'm out of school. But um, I don't know, I guess it was that kind of helped out a lot. You know, they, it's like, they encouraged me to like, don't worry, you're going to find something. Um, if I hear something and to be quite honest with you, Christine was one of them. So it just, it feels very full circle right now having this conversation <laughs> because, um, yeah. Yeah, because she was 
like one of those first people um or first sisters that were like you know what you have an english lit degree um my my industry has technical writers you should really look into finding jobs there and whatnot where you could you know somehow apply your degree in a new field and you know i think it would right financially keep um, open-minded yes yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely so you know um yeah so for me it was more of like you know building yourself a, a bit of a support system and for sure. I'm like a double tap on that. Uh, <laughs> double, tap. Yeah, double tap off the social media, ironically enough, because uh, that's going to be team too much for you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, Honestly, like, I, I, having those social those sisters being the support system, you know, a lot of people are willing to talk about their experiences as long as, you know, I don't think they understand it. I think people are too ashamed to say anything like how mm-hmm. bad gotten but Mm -hmm. I wish like more sisters would reach out to us and let me tell you I will tell them I've sat on my on my butt sitting here stressing out about all my life choices um and I laugh at it now but it's it's, you know we can share it we know yeah yeah and I think that's really important I think that um that's why uh I love these Katie Fi podcasts because they're kind of a way to let our sisters know that, you know, if you're not comfortable reaching out to, you know, perhaps your family, that your sorority sisters are more than willing, you know, your alumni, you're probably even your fellow sister in the same situation, but you're just not sure. Maybe, you know, her social media looks even greater. So you're like, well, I don't know, can I tell her that I'm struggling? So I, I think yeah. these are all really, really great. They're all really great ideas for decompressing and kind of not letting your fall into that downward spiral. So I'd like to perhaps ask you guys, um, maybe specifically, how do they not limit themselves to a, their college major? You know, like, what do you mean by that? You know, what if, for example, um, what does it mean by when a lot of times, you know, now we're in the workforce, both of you ladies have touched on, you're not defined by your major. You know, what, what does that mean? Because, you know, it can kind of be uh, depressing, right, for our seniors coming out and they've worked <laughs> so hard to get that marketing major. And now you're telling them, Oh, well, you, you don't limit yourself to that. You know, and they're like, well, I work so hard to get this specialization. You, what do you mean? You know, what, what can I, what do you mean? I can't, is this not something good? You know, what, 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 what do you guys mean by that? So how I see it is when you get a college degree, right. Where you're so focused on, um, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, what you're learning in class, what you're doing, what you're supposed to be doing. Um, it kind of closes you off to a certain industry. It doesn't really open your opens um, the opportunities, your mind to explore other industries, right? So when I say limit or be defined by your major, I'm saying look past um, what is so uh, the title of it, like the archetype of like the, the prejudice of your major. So, for example, in engineering, people are like, "Oh, so you're doing engineering? You're going to go to Honda. You're going to go into the car industry. Um, you're going to do something manufacturing. You're going to build something." And a lot mm-hmm. of people realize, you know, in engineering, we do require people who are in marketing. We do require people who are in business, and we do require people who are in literature, um, because mm-hmm. all of those backgrounds really support our industry um mm-hmm. and the same thing with food engineering can apply to food engineering can apply to to entertainment uh, i want people to not be defined by the prejudice of their major um mm-hmm. past that and That's really put it, yeah. more 
really, really explore um, what your major can do or what other industries um, require of your major. Right. Definitely. Those are, I think that's really good because I know that um, when Alexa and I were, you know, during this COVID, not COVID, I'm sorry. <laughs> we didn't it just all COVID. felt the same. I know. Yeah. We, we had the 07 financial recession. Uh, we, we sat there in the dorm room together, both freaking <laughs> out. What are we going to major yes. in? And we both were like, English literature, you know, that's what we're going to do. And we're, we both said, we're going to become English literature professors because we thought that was all, right? So yeah. I think that's excellent advice to not limit yourself to what perhaps, you know, you think that's all there is, you know. Um, I, I always encourage students now, you know, we technology is so much better. It doesn't hurt to pop it into Google. I mean, sometimes it comes up with crazy stuff, but that just shows you how much bigger your um, – horizon could possibly possibly be right not just hold into this one thing and just because you have like a literature degree doesn't mean you have to go into literature um for me chemical engineering I didn't want to do any chemical engineering it was a little too late you know when I graduated I'm like well crap (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do oil so I was just applying for jobs um, and currently now I'm doing a lot of structural items I'm doing a lot of launch items I'm doing production work um, mm-hmm. And it may be like tied to engineering, but it's not chemical engineering. Right. right? Um, I, and that's okay. That's really okay. Your degree really tells you that you have the capability uh, right. of doing anything and learning um, anything. You, you have Definitely. that capability. For sure. And then I think for me too, like, I like that, you know, how Christine put it, like, you're not defined by your degree, by the major you you chose. Um, Because honestly, one thing for me after, you know, post-graduation, what came into mind is more of a self-reflection, like, okay, what are my strengths and weaknesses? Like, what can I bring to the table? Um, And, you know, again, being flexible in that environment. So for me, um, I I ended up, you know, growing into more being, you know, I was pretty decent with public speaking um, and whatnot. And I was actually put as a public relations chair (laughs) at one point, remember (laughs) that. Um, So, you know, I realized that like marketing seems to fit into the characteristics that I feel like are my strengths as a Mm -hmm. professional. Um, And, you know, as as you two both know, I mean, I've touched on every, almost every industry um, from pharmaceutical to hospitality and then now into engineering. And um, as Christine best put it, you know, you never know where your, your edu- your academic background and therefore your major and degree, how it fits in different industries. Right. Uh, mine happens mm-hmm. to be broad enough uh, with English literature, but um, as I'm slowly finding out, there are a very limited amount of people that you would be surprised know how to write a memo or yep, know right. how to structure. Um, Definitely. Well, me, I work with proposals and whatnot. There's a lot of technical writing and we, you know, my department ends up spending a lot of time looking at, you know, these, you know, engineers and other technical uh, personnel. And it's like, okay, I'm glad you really had an engineering degree, but I'm really glad though. I hadn't. We cannot write. Right. Work well together. We are a team. Um, but yeah, I think it's more on start to, you know, what taking this time, this is for, you know, the undergraduates right now going through, um, you know, these, these economic challenges, um, 
you start take this moment while you're filling out applications like what were your strengths in school were you good um you know were you in a bunch of presidential positions and organizations um were you working best in groups in group projects you know what i mean i would start looking at those type of characteristics and see where you could apply that in the jobs available right now or how you could sell yourself in the interviews that you do get um at this time um, because you never know what those characteristics could, what industry it could lead you to, you know what I mean? It right. may not have been that, that straight and narrowed path that your diploma, you know, reads. So right. that's what I'd say. Those are all excellent points. And I agree with it. It's, uh, it's so interesting now because we all, all three of us graduated. Uh, I mean, we all crossed so long ago, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's nice hearing that, uh, all the growth that has happened and I'm so happy to we are able to you know share some of these little tidbits now whether they're great wisdom tips but at least <laughs> something you know to think about right um, and now um, so I want to thank you ladies for uh, being here with me today and sharing all of this great information I think uh, that may be uplifting for those students uh, uh, upcoming graduation or you know some worries uh, hopefully we have given them some things to think about thank you Randy. i want to thank you all again for listening to our first episode of season two this katie five cast featured christine ramos and alexa aquino as always don't forget to nominate a sister you would like to hear from or send in any topic you would like to discuss more about or share. Bye for now.